Welcome to another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, me and Pat are going to discuss Zach Levine. Apparently, the Bulls are gauging trade interest for him. FanDuel gives the Bulls one of the lowest odds of winning the championship next season. And Dariq Whitehead as a potential target for the Chicago Bulls in the draft. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears. Oh, I forgot. Let's go. I got to give Pat all his accolades. Host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN One Thousand. Can't forget that. Pat, let's get into it, man. So this just <laughs> dropped not too long ago. Apparently, the Bulls are quietly gauging trade interest for Zach Levine. Now, that is much different from shopping Zach yeah. Levine. I want to be clear in that because there are going to be articles. There are going to be fans that run with it and say, <laughs> hey, the, the Bulls are looking to trade Zach. That's not what that means at yeah. all. But considering where the front office is, it makes sense right now that they would gauge interest for everyone. How you feel about it? I mean... Uh, it tells you that they don't feel confident in the team they have, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I mean, if you felt confident that Zach Levine was the answer, if you felt confident that Zach Levine was the guy that's going to get you to the next level, that's going to, you know, like, be be the reason that you end up winning, you're not gauging trade interest on him. Right? Listen, the Miami Heat aren't gauging trade interest on Jimmy Butler. The, you know, like what name, name, whatever team. They're Listen, not I don't gauging. know. I, I think, I think Pat Riley is always getting trade. Hey, interest on everyone. <laughs> and I'm trying to flip this 33 year old is making 40 mil next year. What y'all on? Yeah, I mean, what y'all trying to do? But I just, I, I don't think that a lot of G, right. Like when you have that number one guy that you're hundred percent confident in, yeah. that is that number one guy, you're not gauging trade interest on him. I think what this is, is that, um, you're trying to figure out, okay, is there a market for Zach Levine that's worth more that we believe he's going to become? It doesn't mean they believe Zach Levine's a bad player. It just means that maybe they feel like, okay, there's a lot of teams that are looking to go all in on this. Is there a market that is worth trading Zach now for better in the future? And I, I can't be mad at that, but it does. I, I it does. I don't know if I'd say send concern, but yeah. it does send a message that this is just a team that we're trying to, like we've said, it's it's a team we're trying to keep competitive until the real team arrives, until we find our Nikola Jokic, till we find our Jamal Murray. And, and I want to add a perspective on this. The fact that it says quietly gauging interest, all that, what that could mean is simply, hey, uh, we want that number three overall pick. Uh, does Zach get that done? Uh, yeah. what is the, does Zach get that done? No? Okay, bet. We're done on that. Like, that that literally could be the extent of it, right? You You just... The whole gauging interesting can mean a lot, right? And so yeah. um, I, I think that, honestly, most teams gauge interest on a lot of their roster during the offseason, especially when you're a team that is disappointed. And guess what? When you look at saying, hey, these two teams just made the finals, how far are we off from those teams? Oh, far? All right, bet. What can we get for a couple of these guys? Y'all, y'all got something for us? No, you? Okay, cool. Yeah. That, that's it. That's it. I, I don't know. I, I think that 
and here's the tough part for me, right? Like, I, I guess this is probably something that has been done on every team that doesn't end up winning the championship, right? Like, there's that there's that thing going around now where it's like, uh, you know, what's the on Twitter is trending? What's the what's the biggest fight that you have without looking it up? And my, I tweeted out yesterday, and I was like, every fan with their favorite team when they don't win a championship, every year you oh, don't fact. win a championship is a failed season in everybody's mind because you're trying to win this championship. So if you're not winning the championship, especially with where the Bulls are. You're trying to figure out, okay, how do we get to the next point where we can start getting towards winning a championship? Does Zach Levine get that done? I don't know, but it does get you back in contention for some younger pieces, possibly. Does mm -hmm. get you back in contention for a full-on rebuild. Remember, Zach Levine is not AK's guy. AK paid Zach, but AK paid Zach on a very, very favorable deal, especially with the new CBA coming up. So, I mean, he why, gave him the max. He gave him everything he could, but he gave him everything that he could, but it's still yeah. a very favorable deal, right? And realistically, I mean, yeah. $40 million isn't what $40 million used to be, and especially with the CBA already rose. And then, yeah. I, but they, they bottom it out to where, like, even with the contracts, I mean, the TV contracts coming up, uh, it's just a steady incline on, on the C there. You're not going to see a huge jump in the CBA like you did in prior years with the right. TV contract coming up. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, that deal is going to look more and more favorable every year that, that the salary cap increases. Um, and so you can only have what 35 a player can only take up 35 percent of your cap now. Right. Uh, or something like that. And so I believe Zach like Levine that. is only like. I think he'd only be like 29 percent or 28. But it's still a lot of money. But. Yeah. You know, I think that that's a favorable contract that you could move on from. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it. I would probably be a little bit upset, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's okay to say that. I like Zach. I, like I think Zach Zach's too. a good player. I like Zach, too. Like, I, I, and, that, and that's why I say, like, it, it's 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 not going to be the shopping Zach Levine that some people are going to take it to be. That's not what yeah. this is. Um, and, you know, we always try to be realistic in what we what we talk about uh, with this show. It, it, it That's just what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that I I I I'll, I'll say this to, for where the Bulls are and some of the pick the 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 number two the number three the number five the number ten picks all reportedly available and yeah. if you have not gauged interest for that in that point in time considering where we are you're, you're not doing your job so yeah. I that's that's kind of what my mind goes to it doesn't mean that that's exactly what they gauge the interest on but you know if because if, for me. If the Bulls got the second overall pick in the draft and they had to move Zach Levine to do it, as much as I love Zach, at least you've picked a direction. You've reset your timeline. Hopefully you, you've you made the right decision at the number two overall pick or number three for a player that you can actually build a championship contender around. And then it's going to it's gonna naturally maximize the younger pieces and we're probably going to see more older pieces shipped off at that point too. So like, ultimately, I'm not mad at them at hearing them gauging interest, but it'd be a different thing if I heard that they were shopping him just to get anything back and just looking to move on from Zach just to move on from Zach. That's not what this is. What they're doing is reasonable, and I would say this is what they should be doing with where the Bulls are. Is it? Here's the tough part, right? Because based on everything that this organization has tried to do, it doesn't seem like they're ever going to go full rebuild. So what does trading Zach Levine do for you? Even getting in one of these younger pieces, right? Are you holding mm -hmm. on to DeMar? Are you holding on to Vooch? We, we know they want to sign Vooch, but still, yeah. you know, we're kind of waiting for that news to come down. Um, but, you know, like, what is this realistically doing? Maybe you're getting one of those top three, but is there a team in those top three that views Zach Levine 
as the number one guy, the savior guy, the guy that turns our entire team around? Well, I don't first know. First of all, you don't need that because it's the, the Hornets are at number three. We know that they don't do anything. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, like, let's just be clear. <laughs> as long as the Hornets have one of the top five picks in the draft, it's anybody can make any move to get there because as long as Michael Jordan runs that team, they are like, like, keep in mind, and re, we, we, I crap on the Hornets a lot, but realistically, the Hornets have never and will never be a free agent destination. And because no. of that, they usually have to overpay on trades to get free agents, in, to get players in there and then hope that they can convince uh, to re-sign there. That's just what the Hornets always have had to do. That's yeah. what they've had to do even back before the Hornets originally moved to New Orleans. It's always been the same thing yeah. with the Hornets. No matter where they've been, they they have never been a free agent destination, ever. Hey, shout out to Baki in the comments, man. Baki in the chat always. He says, so here's a question. If the Bulls trade, Zach, do we officially say the Jimmy Butler trade was a failure? Baki, we're past that. It's a failure. It, it failed. It's, it's no like Jimmy Butler's been to the finals First twice. Let me, it's a failure. It's a bad trade. Let me be clear. Anytime a front office says this guy's a star, but we don't know how to build a, build around him, so we're going to send him away. It's a fail. It's that a failure. A fail. the, the, the thought the thought process behind that trade made it a fail to begin with. Hey, yeah, that's 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 an F. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, hey, Gar Gar Pack should have been held back multiple grades for that trade. That's that's like if somebody came and handed Pat a million dollars, and Pat said, "You know what? I really don't know what I'd spend a million dollars on. I'm gonna go give this to charity." I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a fail. I'm glad that you helped some kids. Hey, that's a fail, bro. Hey, right, like, wait a minute. A, hey, listen, F them kids. That's <laughs> okay. all. Okay, all right, okay. Okay, all right. The kids are taking strays now. That's tough. Uh, I mean, here's, here's the last thing I ask you on this, right? If you're Zach okay. Levine and you hear this, what's your mindset? Is is your mindset that the team was not, uh, that, that the team is not backing you, the team is not behind you, or is your mindset that this is just the business of the sport? Here's the thing that I'm going to say with this. Regardless, if if they if the Bulls do not build a team that can at least make the ECF in the next two years, Zach Levine's going to be traded. It's just everything's heading towards the heading towards uh, a divorce between. Like when you look at like the the fight with 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 um, with uh, Billy and the fact yeah. that the players sided with that, right? The fact of the matter is, players sided team, with Billy on that. They yeah. sided with Billy. The fact of the matter is, rumblings of people in the front office not being enamored with Zach. Zach not being as happy with this team. Like, I would say this. If the, if the Bulls can't make an ECF in the next two or three years, or at least even if they almost make an ECF and lose it on a crazy shot, be prepared. Zach Levine's getting up out of here, bro. I See, I, I look at that differently because of what we just saw. That team could have gave up on Jamal Murray basically three seasons in a row. Uh, this is true. You is you true. could have moved on from multiple pieces on that. You could have moved on from the head coach. Yeah. And they stuck it out. And I mean, AK's been here, what, three? This will be year number three for AK now. Yeah. He was there for most of that. Most of those question no, this marks. Is, we're going into year number four. Season With number AK? four. Season number four. First season was the season. First season was Vooch. Vooch. Yeah, you're right. We're going Second into season, season four. With uh, Lonzo, this was the third season. We're going into season four. Yeah. I mean, like you, you look at that Denver team. They held on to that. They went yeah. with continuity. They held on to the coach. 
the, all of the players just about. I mean, they moved some of the role players and stuff so like that. You're telling me we're in store for eight years of Billy Donovan? Yes. All right, it's time to move on to the next topic just because of that alone. I'm saying this. Uh, I'm that, saying I know. This. No, I agree. I know. I know. I just had to say it to drill it home. Next up, we're going to be talking about FanDuel and their odds for the Chicago Bulls winning a title uh, next season. I tell you what, it's not good, and it probably shouldn't be good. But before we do that, we got to talk to you guys about game time. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Pat. You know, it's always weird. Me and you talking about like betting odds because neither one of us bet, you know, and it, it is what it is. I like my money too much and I work entirely too hard for that money to be betting it on anything. But for those that do like to bet, the Chicago Bulls right now are a plus. Oh, let me get the exact number. Um, 12,000 in the odds of winning a title. That puts them at 19. Place your bet now. T- uh, tied with the with the Brooklyn Nets. Um what do you think about that? So around the same area as the Bulls, the Nets, Blazers, Thunder, all in the range of that uh, 12,000 to 13,000 uh, range. And with that said, most of those teams have, oh, well, no, the Trailblazers, they're in the same spot as the Bulls. We're pointing at each other. Thunder yeah. have a, uh, a young core with the MVP candidate and Shea Gilgis Alexander <laughs> on it. The Nets are clearly in rebuild. What do you think about the Bulls being around teams like that? I mean, I think that that's based on what we saw last season. I also think that right? That's the same conversation we could have about the Knicks and they made the second round this year from a year ago, right? Like Mm. I I have a, you, you're looking back on what the team was and basing your odds right now off of that. I don't know what the bulls are going to add. I, right. Like, I don't know who's going to surprise, who's going to be a breakout guy. If there is going to be a breakout guy, if there's going to be right. Like all of this, every, every conversation we're having right now absolutely changes. If Kobe white turns into one of the best point guards in the NBA, or if Patrick Williams finally realizes, Hey, I'm bigger than everybody. If I just drive, um, the, those, that's what Zion realized. And he got a baby out of, it. <laughs> Hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes you just got to go to the hole anyway. But like I'm saying, uh, I just, I, I don't know if, those odds are what the team is going to be. And I get why they're being put there right now, but I don't put a lot of stock in that just because, right? Like you could bet that right now and feel good about it. If the bulls make the first round or the second round playing like they did in the second half of the season. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, listen, the, the odds run, like, listen, we saw what the bulls look like. Like, and the fact of the matter is any team that needs a, a mid season buyout, uh, acquisition as being the thing that brings leadership to your team. Nobody should be picking. Honestly, I'm surprised that they're even 19th. I'm just going to be hundred percent honest with you, bro. If I read this and the bulls were 25th, it wouldn't have surprised me at all. Cause right now, while we got a lot of a good talent on that team, it just, the talent hasn't worked out the way that it can. We know we 
as somebody, as people who watch this team every day have an idea on how to unlock that talent and put it in the best situation. But for the general people, especially with betting, you'd be crazy to bet on the Bulls to to make to make it to the championship. Yeah, be crazy. I, yeah, I mean, it, it would be it would be a long shot thing. It would be a you know we're gonna throw some throw some money away basically, right? Yeah. And, and hope that it hits. Um, but I'm not I, I'm not surprised by it. But I also don't put a ton of stock into it because I mean. Heck, if you looked at the Miami Heat, you know, midway through the season and you bet them, you'd you'd be making a lot of money if you just bet them to get to the finals. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, it's yeah. it's you never know what the play on the court is going to become. Um, and I think once they started getting some of those referees that clearly were uh, calling games a certain kind of way out of there during the playoffs, all of a sudden you started seeing guys make it to the finals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean... Hey, not know, saying, even, I'm just saying. I'm not even saying. Though the, even though the NBA was trying their darnest to force Ooh. a game six, man. Those refs must have got a bonus, bro. They, hey, they. I, I still I still don't agree with that. Like, I've watched that play probably 14 <laughs> times. I'm just like, I'm like that's how that's how I would shoot hey, that bro, if I'm leaning. Hey, bro, stand on it, bro. Stand on it. Like, that's cool, man. It is what it is. Uh, I love how Muggs were. The, my favorite part was Muggs were like, Zach Levine was called for that same play during the season. I was like, and we all disagreed. We all said that's his shooting motion going right. Like, I don't know. I just well, that and I think my thing on that whole play was I don't think Jimmy should have, the people who think that Jimmy should have been called for a foul or as off as me as 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 uh I forgot who was the defender on that being called. I there shouldn't have been no call. No call. But nonetheless. No call I can live with. Yeah, no yeah. call I can live with. No call. Hey, it don't matter. Hey, they lost. It don't matter. It don't matter. Uh but yeah, man. I, I, ultimately, these odds, man. Like I said, for somebody who do, doesn't bet, it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cool on that. Uh, I even think the Denver Nuggets going into maybe it was around midseason when they weren't like world beaters, had a low odds on winning the title too. It's like, hey, man, listen. It all, all this title odds and all that crap, it all is all cool, fine and dandy. But at this point, we haven't even got through the draft, much less free agency odds right now. You never know. It could get worse. It can get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's one of those things to me where you you can sit there and make this gauge now, but with how the NBA is setting things up as well, right? With how you know a lot of the new CBA is coming, I think we're going to see a lot of movement during this offseason, right? Like your odds might be down right now, but say the Bulls do trade Zach Levine, but they get a really nice package back, or they get a nice player back, or they move DeMar DeRozan, get in some nice role players that fit perfectly with this team. Like, you never know. The offseason hasn't even really started yet, and Muggs are dropping odds on championships. And you, you never know what's going to happen. People get pissed Everything off and so mess up, up and stuff arm. all the time. It's just like people, no, nobody, nobody would have guessed Chris Paul could be waived. Nobody could. You just never know, right? So, like, all that, at this point, things are so up in air. Like you said, we are in for an exciting, I think, a, a nice amount of moves coming this season. Yeah. Heck, the fact that, that Bradley, they're, they're probably going to be trading Brad Bradley Bill, right? You never know. Like, the parity around the NBA could force one or two things. It could force a lot of teams to hold on to their pieces because they think that they're not that far away because of how close is it, how close everybody's record was. Or it could send send, send several teams to say, Hey, yeah, cool. We 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 could be we could be anywhere between fifth and and eighth in the conference. But guess what? That we we want we want another star. So we about to trade everybody that we got. Like like the Jazz. The Jazz are probably going to go. You know, Laurie's probably going to be go moved nuclear. this offseason. Yeah, now, Lowry's probably going to be on a different team next season. That's another thing. one. And, and even even, but I will say this: if this happens right here, Cat on the uh, 
on the on the Bulls, that that changes none of the odds for me. That changes none. That doesn't that, change. You've none. Literally, you literally <laughs> at that point replace Vooch for a younger <laughs> Vooch that's not as good and with a worse. Carol Anthony Towns' voice is one of the most annoying. Carol voices. Anthony Towns. <laughs> I, I, I hate that dude's voice, bro. I remember the first time I ever heard him talk. I was like, really? This is. Wow. <laughs> but all right, let's go ahead and keep Relax. <laughs> Everybody, thank you every day for checking us out, man. Locked on Bulls is free and available <laughs> on every podcasting platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. <laughs> oh, wow. But let's get into it, man. So we said we were going to start covering prospects that could be for, there for the Bulls if they do trade into either the second round or uh, maybe even get that New York Knicks pick off the Portland Trailblazers at number 23. I presented this one. I actually talked a little bit about him over on Central early, I think late last week. And this is Dariq Whitehead, 6'7", 220-pound, shooting guard slash small forward out of Duke. Now, this is a guy who ha- probably is one of the best three-point shooters in in this draft, 43% uh, with taking about four attempts per game, extremely efficient, both off the dribble and on spot-ups, coming off uh, screens, everything you can ask for as far as shooting, he brings. Now, one of the reasons that he's dropping this far is that it ended up coming out that he was actually playing on an injured foot almost the whole season. He actually just had surgery on it, which may drop his draft stock even more. There are some mocks that have him going high second, late late first. Um, But this guy, athleticism, Everything, everything that you could need as a three and D wing, he basically brings. How you feeling about Derek Whitehead, brother? I think just the question marks that you have, right? Like, do you take a chance on a guy who has the injured foot? How's that going to affect his shot coming back? Um, how's that going to affect how he plants, how he moves, how he's able to defend? Um, I, I have a lot of question marks on him, but I mean, listen, it, as as a player, guy guy can come in, he can knock down shots. I think he'll be one of those players that we talk about. Um, in five or six years, who is the man? This dude barely got tick on the team, but then like you know, he, Zach Levine, right? Like Zach Levine was off of the bench yeah. in college, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was like, oh, like hey, Zach actually can play. Like he's one of the best scores in the NBA. So and keep in mind too, when he came into the NBA, he was a point guard. Mm-hmm. People thought Zach was going to be a point guard. <sighs> a lot of turnovers, uh, <laughs> but I just I I. I I like what he can do. I like I like the shooting ability. Um, not a ton of threes, not a ton of opportunity. But again, college is so different, dude. College is such a different beast. Like it, it is so system oriented, so rigid. So you have to run whatever the coach says, especially Duke. Yeah. So you know, I I I, I think that he could be a, a nice piece in the NBA. I don't know if he's worth. I guess the question would be: Is he worth giving up capital for and trading back in? Mm, right like is he fair. worth you know going going up to get especially right and here's the main thing for me he's 18 he'll be 19 probably by the time the draft gets here bulls don't seem to play those guys there are no 19 year olds really playing in our lineup outside of p will who is the number four overall pick yeah a very he's a very young player one of the younger players in the draft there is i think one player younger than him that actually just turned 18 in april which yeah. is crazy to me that's kind of uh crazy. Uh, but with that said, like, um, 
like I, I really like the, the Derek Whitehead pick. Now there are picks that you can get in that same area that are more ready to go right now. Uh, they don't have enough uh, uh, as much upside, but I really like that Derek. And like you said, playing in Duke, you know that that system uh, it runs a very similar uh, to NBA system. So he's going to be able to c- probably come in, be a role player for you right right out the gate. And also the thing that I like about him too, dog mentality does not back down at all. So. He's very aggressive. I mean, what 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 I've seen from him, the, the the tape that I've watched on him, right? One, he can jay it in your face. He'll pull up right in front of him. He's what six seven, I believe. Yeah, six seven. So good length on him. Not coming in small either. Two twenty already, which yeah. is good. Like right, eighteen years old, two twenty. He's six seven, right? Like that's why I said he could be a guy who right didn't get a ton of tick in college because of the system he's in. Only took about seven shots a game. Shot that at forty two percent. And pretty much all of it is three-pointers. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just, I, I I like what he could be. I like how aggressive he is. I like how he attacks the cup. Um, and I think that he'd be somebody who would be interesting. I think you also, have, I think the most important thing, though, is just gauging how far you realistically believe he's going to fall. That's that's the key part of it. Because I tell you what, there are going to be some teams that I, I think, like, for example, I think the Thunders, Second round pick is probably going to be up for sale. When you look at just how many roster spots they have available, and they already have what two draft selections in the first round as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you you can look at something like that. Uh, if they think he's going to fall into the second round, I think it's easier to buy a second round pick, not have to give up any assets. But you know, if he's there, uh, it, it, I won't lie, it'll be a bit of a reach to get him at number twenty three. Um, you look at players that are, that Chris Murray is a player that I would. Look at before him at number 23. Um, Gigi Jackson's another one of power forward out of position of need. But ultimately, I really, I still, there's just something about Dariq Whitehead, the the combination of that elite skill right now in shooting, but that's still that tremendous upside with his age. It just makes him such an intriguing prospect to me. I just, I I feel like if you can get a package, which is tough, because then you have to trade one of your main guys, right? With the Zach Levine conversation we're having now and or, uh, DeMar DeRozan or sign and trade Vooch, one of those three, right? If you can yeah. get a package where you get that pick and you get some players back, I probably would feel a little bit better about going after him at 23 or mm-hmm. somewhere in that range, trading back in. I just, I, I have a ton of question mark. I, I would love it. If, if he falls to the second round, right? To me, go buy the pick. Yeah. I, I mean, like, well, second round picks are getting sold left and right out here. You know exactly, what I mean? Go buy the know. pick. And this is the thing. Jerry and they like, trade like 18 does, second round picks for somebody does last it, season? Does it send us into the luxury tax? No, oh, you, don't go into luxury, you, you don't go into the luxury tax for <laughs> buying picks? Buy all the second round picks you want. That's fine. That's fine. Jerry, Jerry's <laughs> just sitting there be like, we're buying it? We usually sell these. <laughs> I didn't know you we could buy them. You second round pick, right? No, you mean buy it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, I didn't we know we buy could a second buy round pick. I love how I love how uh, the podcast cash considerations literally got their name from us selling so many draft picks for cash considerations. It's, I know, it's I know, it's tough. It it is so stupid, um, especially because we were doing it well into the era where like second round picks were turning into players exactly. left and right. Like it was yeah. like we can use some of these mugs. You can't find nobody in the second round. We had issues with scouting. The, whole, the only scout we had was Gar. Gar was the only scout, bro. Gar was and, scouting. And if they didn't come through Iowa, he didn't know who they were. Bro. That man was like, scouting the Muppet Show, bro. He wasn't. He wasn't he scouting was a Muppet, nothing. So that makes sense. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't scouting anything outside of 300 miles of the United Center, bro. I swear to God, he, <laughs> he was like, "Hey, man, this dude played at NIU. He looked nice." Uh, but no, I'm just I. 
I wouldn't mind it, but I think I would need more back than just going all in on uh, Dorit. But I mean, we'll, I guess I guess we'll see what kind of what the Bulls do, man. I mean, it's <laughs> this is the tough part. The off season's here, and it's going to fly. Like the draft is in what seven days, six days, seven, seven days, twenty second, and then the uh, the free agency opens eight days after that, and players can officially start signing contracts on the seventh of July. We are this is the most condensed period of NBA off season ever, bro. I love how they condense it because literally you go from the draft to summer league, to while summer league's going on, free agency's going to be going on, players signing contracts, trades happening. Like, we're literally from now until the end of July is going to be full go, bro. Yeah, I mean, so I I love it. I'm I'm glad the NBA's kind of just taken over the offseason, especially because it's basically a dead period from, like, right after today until training camp, so. Yeah. We'll see what it does, man. But hey, follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me at on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate you guys for showing love as always, man. Absolutely. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every day. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow's. We'll continue. Hey, we didn't expect this Zach uh, Levine news drop, even though it's not what people are trying to make it. Make sure you guys also follow us at Locked On Bulls. And we are free and available on every podcasting app, as well as Odyssey and YouTube every single day but for pat the designer i'm hayes this has been locked on bulls and we have out you peace y'all we'll probably get a phone call after this one Oh,